it's the lunch break hot take starring Jose and Brock. All right, what's going on, everybody? We're back with another episode, the post-draft episode. What's going on, B? Yeah, I mean, a whole lot of nothing, really, in Carolina. Yeah, so. I would say nothing. I mean, look, you got you got some good players. They were the first team they said in the common draft era to take at least seven players all on defense. Was their whole draft defense? The entire draft was defense. Mm. Did not take a single offensive player this year. Well, they needed that. Well, we're going to cover that, and we're also going to cover the Ravens, and we, you know, we're also going to just go over some highlights from the from the first round of the draft mainly. Give our thoughts on that, and then, like I said, we'll we'll cover our, our teams a little bit, and for our, a more detailed review of, of 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 our you know draft opinions or in draft grades and whatnot. in draft grades, yeah. Yeah, specifically for our teams, you know, we'll we'll post that on our site. All right, so yes, so the beginning of the draft went pretty much how everybody thought it was going to go a couple months ago. Uh, you know, Burrow, Young, Okuda. I mean, Andrew Thomas was a little bit of a surprise. But a little I mean, bit, but because, yeah, you know, I mean, nobody knew which which tackle the Giants w- would end up taking there. Yeah, mm. uh, then you know, Tua and Herbert. People had that for for a while. You know, then Carolina taking Derek Brown and then Isaiah Simmons to the Cardinals. C.J. Henderson, I mean, by, by draft night, it wasn't surprising, but it, I, I'm a little surprised to see him go that high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going up to the draft, there was talks about C.J. Henderson going higher, so it was expected. But right, right. Know, before last week, nobody was really expecting him to go that high. Right. I, I think the, the, the first surprise really – would have been for me, I think CD uh, Lamb falling to seventeen, or the one of the bigger surprises, anyway. Yeah, um, I, f- I figured a, a wide receiver would drop, and we had we had Judy dropping in our mock draft, right? That's just because you know I figured one of them would drop a little bit, just because of of some of the needs that some of these teams had. You know, we you know we we heard about some of these guys moving up the up the board, so. I figured somebody yeah. would drop, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm just a little surprised it was Lamb. I, I figured it would be Judy, just because. I mean, saying great route runner is not, you know, it's not a sexy pick, really. You know, right, right. CD C. Lamb is 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 great, great, great after the catch. Rugs obviously with that with the speed. Yeah, and so I figured it would be Judy that that fell down a little bit. Yeah, um, but Lamb all the way down to 17 for, with the Cowboys. Yeah. So, just excellent pick a deadly receiving core now yeah yeah they're dangerous yeah and in fact six wide receivers went in the first round six yeah i mean everybody said it was a, a deep class and i mean i i was sort of expecting a, a couple more but you know i mean there, there's always uh guys that you think are going high that that fall out and guys nobody expected to go in the first end up in the first be yeah, a Rager to Philly, Justin Jefferson to the Vikings, Ayuk to San Francisco. Uh, I'm not a. I wasn't real big on Ayuk. I thought he was a. That was surprising. That was surprising. Yeah. But I think that's a a really good spot for him. 
you know, again, his strength is, you know, once he has the ball in his hands, he's, he's tough to bring down. He's really good in the open field and he's going to have a lot of open field in San Francisco playing for Shanahan. Yeah, man, this, I mean, people did think that this was a, a deep wide receiver class because I'm looking at the second round right now. It looks like about seven, mm-hmm. seven wide receivers went in the second round. Jeez. Right. Yeah. And and that's what happens when it's a deep class. The talent goes high, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you and I talked about the Ravens needing to go wide receiver early. And there's a lot of people out there that thought, hey, you know, it's a deep wide receiver class. And because it's a deep wide receiver class, you don't need to go wide receiver in the first round. But like we said, when there's there's a deep class and it's talented, they go off the board early. And we don't have right. high draft picks. So these guys, I mean, I'm looking at it. You know, we had an opportunity to get T. Higgins at 28. We went with Patrick Queen. You know, we didn't go, go Higgins there. He went at the top of the second round. Immediately mm-hmm. after that, Michael Pittman went. A few pick, you know, a few picks down the board. You got LaVisca Chenault. You know. Like yeah, every- by the time uh, the Ravens were on the clock, I think the only like second-tier receiver that was still there was Denzel Mims, I believe. Yeah, yeah, and we went J.K. Dobbins. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a good player for for where we're picking, no, no doubt. I'm, I'm not hating on J.K. Dobbins. But, again, you go J.K. Dobbins, and the next time we're picking, we have to end up with, with Duvernay out of Texas. Mm-hmm who maybe he's good, but he's like the 16th wide receiver. Pick. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I'm not, right. I'm, I'm not, I'm not relying on that, you know, yeah. hopefully it works out, but I'm not excited about that. But anyway, we'll, we'll get more into that in a minute, but just kind of going yeah, over. Just, just to get back to the, uh, the first round that I think obviously the biggest surprise is over in green Bay going with Jordan love the backup. Oh quarterback yeah. In the first round. Yeah. <sighs> Why? Why are you drafting a backup quarterback? It may, unless you're planning on trading Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to beat out Aaron Rodgers. It's not like Rodgers is declining to the point where you have to bring in somebody that, that can come and take over the job. Like He's, he's not going to beat him out. He has a, a huge contract that you can't get out of for at least two years. So what are you going to do? Have him sit for two years? You spend a first-round pick on a guy that's going to sit for two years yeah. and maybe and maybe take over that job if you move Rodgers out. Hey, that, that's what they did with Aaron. I mean, they're, they're just preparing. Aaron's with 35, 36. Yeah, the difference in that situation else. is Brett Favre kind of had them, you know, just, just it made them, he made them nervous because he kept talking about retirement. They kept going to him saying, hey, are you going to retire? And they're like, oh, well, you know, maybe, maybe not, you know. And mm-hmm. I think they just got tired of it. And they said, look, we can't, we can't do this every year with him. Just kind of be, you know, be in limbo. So let's just go and get a quarterback. Yeah. Right. And I think Brett Farr stayed another three years out of spite. <laughs> but in this scenario, Rodgers hasn't talked about retiring at all. Rodgers wants to win another Super Bowl. You guys were 13 and three last year, right? You invest a lot of money in the defense. You need, this is, this is a draft to add some weapons around Rodgers. Cause you're close. You're close. I, I mean, you lost to the 49ers in the NFC championship. The mm-hmm. 49ers, in my opinion, took a step back. I don't think they're going to be as strong this year. So mm-hmm. you're still right there. You're still right there to compete. Why aren't you getting any help? Well, listen, I mean, they lost that game in large part because uh, they didn't have 
any other weapons besides Devontae Adams. So yeah. obviously backup quarterback, third string running back. Right. That's 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 a real strong draft to help yeah. out Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And again, that's that's another team. All the wide receivers that were out there, we, we had them taking the wide receivers. I, I think we had them taking Mims, in fact. Uh, I think in one, yeah. And then I think in another one, we had them taking Chenault. Chenault, yeah. But yeah, I mean, they got Devin Funches, so, you know. You got uh, a running back that probably won't beat out the running back that you have now. Oh, there's no chance. No chance. I mean, I, I liked A.J. Dillon, but, I mean, Aaron Jones – he has that job locked down. So you got to worry about whether or not he can win the backup job. So, yeah, we have to speculate. Are they planning on trading those guys? Because that's the only way it makes some so. sense. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think they are. I mean, they're just saying, hey, we, we're adding to the offense. Right? That, that's all. Yeah, that was surprising. You know, and su- then there's the talk out there that they're going to they're gonna try and go more run heavy next year, which oh. makes sense if you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Right. Turn around and hand it off more. Right. Yeah, no matter how you look at it, it's a head-scratcher. But another surprising quarterback move happened in the second round mm-hmm. when Philadelphia drafted Jalen Hurts. Uh, I mean, well, once you heard Adam Schefter's explanation, it's not that surprising, right? I mean, what if he gets the coronavirus? Oh, my God. What are you going to do? I can't stand him. I mean, Jalen Hurts, to me, I, you know, I wasn't real high on Jalen Hurts, period, but taking him in the second round to be your backup quarterback doesn't make any sense. Unless you're just having second thoughts about whether or not Carson Wentz is your guy. I think they are. You know, I I think it's one of those things where, yeah, we like him. We think we can win with him. But he's never available in big games. That's been his MO since he's been in the league so far. Mm-hmm. The year they, they won the Super Bowl, he was having a great year, but he yeah. gets hurt. And Foles has to take over in the playoffs, wins the Super Bowl, following year, comes back, having a good year again. He gets hurt again, didn't he? He got hurt again before the playoffs. He didn't and then Foles had to win that game against the Bears, I mm-hmm. believe, right? When a kicker missed that field goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the big moments that they've that they've had haven't come from Wentz to date. And even this past season, yeah, he played all six, sixteen games. Looked fine, gets to the playoffs, gets hurt in the, in the playoff game. So it's one of those things where, not call him injury prone, but he keeps getting hurt in these games. And I think they looked at it and said, we need to have a quarterback that can come in in case he goes down and keep it going. And from that standpoint, I understand the value with, with Jalen Hurts. You and I don't really think he's that good of a QB prospect. But if they like him and they think this guy could come in and win, I could see the value because they're a well-coached team. And, you know, they're saying we don't necessarily need to need to move on from Wentz, but we need somebody in there that can keep us winning in the playoffs in case he goes down. Yeah. And for me, go call Jameis. Go try and, you know, trade a date I agree. for Andy Dalton. You don't take that guy in the second round unless you are – at least thinking about having him be your starting quarterback, you know, within the next couple of years, it's just too high. It's too high to take. him. No, I agree. I agree. If you feel that way about your quarterback, get a new quarterback. Hey, Cam's still out there. I, I just saw Cam's team get rid of him because, you know, apparently he gets hurt too much. Yeah. Wentz, and will never heal. And, and will never heal, heal apparently. But Wentz hasn't been healthy a whole season yet. Wentz 
it's not like said, it's not that he's injury prone. He punches out on time. All right, look, it's sixteen <laughs> games. He's not giving you overtime. Yeah. <laughs> If you want to keep playing beyond 16 games, that's your decision, but he's just not going to be there. Yeah. So another head scratcher. That makes more sense to me for Philly than what Green Bay did with Jordan Mm -hmm. Love. That makes a little more sense. I I don't understand what they're thinking there. Rodgers played fine last year. There's nothing wrong with them. 13, 13 and three, there's nothing wrong. Like, what are you doing? I, I think that they, they went, you know, they had to do that with Rodgers to begin with, you know, when, when Favre was there. And I think they, they liked, obviously they liked how it worked out. So yeah. they said, hey, he's getting older. Let's let's do the draft and sit thing again. But why for Jordan Love? No one knows. No one knows. I mean, I, I guess the, the answer is because much like Aaron Rodgers, he's the one that fell into the 20s. You know? uh, yeah, I, I guess. I, I don't know that it's anything other than that. And again, why not get Jameis? Well, because I mean, J- Jameis is going to want more money than than Jordan Love is getting for that twenty third spot. Yeah, Jameis is pretty set in his ways. Yeah, uh, I mean, they look like Jordan Love's ways also, but I guess you can convince yourself that that you can coach that out of him. Yeah, Jameis that, is what he is at this point. That's the thing. That's the thing about the draft. Why these teams value these draft picks so much is because. It's that unknown. It's it's that that potential, you know, mm-hmm. that perceived potential for somebody, right? As opposed to going with somebody that you know, or you think is is a is a finished product, and you think they're just set in that in those ways, and you can't change the way they play, which isn't true, right? If you're a good enough coach, you know, you can get more out of a player. So, it, I, you know, like we're I talking about sometimes James. Sometimes you can. Sometimes uh, you can. Yeah. And I, I think coaching is more putting players in positions to use their strengths than yes. actually yeah then, then but in, in the draft you know teams look at a player and they're like we can coach their weaknesses out of them mm-hmm. but i think coaching is really more just utilizing their strengths properly well yeah yeah that's a good point that's a good point absolutely i, I agree with that so maybe they they see jordan love and they say hey we can we can coach his strengths you know if it's if it's our philosophy but maybe, it's not going to happen because he's not going to take the field. Maybe just like Aaron, the organization itself, you know, their GM, their head coach are just passive aggressive and they're just kind of needling each other. I don't know. It, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But neither team help help the teams out. Two teams that, that are playoff teams and are, are looking to compete, trying to win a Super Bowl, and you did nothing for them. Well, I mean, at least the Eagles, the Eagles did add wide receivers. They did. I mean, they did. They just, you know, they kind of burned that second round pick, but they, they got Jalen Rager. They traded for Marquise Goodwin and they added oh, yeah. at least one other uh, receiver later. I can't remember who it was now, but I mean, they, they hit wide receiver hard. They did. Uh, I want to say maybe it was Quez Watkins. Um, yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, they, they, they went after wide receiver. They just... I felt like they didn't need to use that second round pick, I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, those were two surprises. Another mm-hmm. surprise for us. I think, I think most people, but surprising, but not surprising because it's Seattle. They draft Jordan Brooks when they had right. the pick of the litter at linebacker. Listen, Carol and Schneider down there or out there in Seattle, they see things that no one else sees. Yeah. And you know, I mean, usually they're wrong. But they're just sticking to it, and like they, 
they have a different way of evaluating players. Yeah, there are there are some people that have a high grade on Jordan Brooks. There are a lot of people out there that like Jordan Brooks. I like Jordan Brooks too. Mm-hmm. And that's not the problem. I don't think they got a bad linebacker. It's right. just that he wasn't projected to go in the first round. Right. You know, and you have to know how the draft is playing out. I don't think Jordan Brooks would have been drafted in the first round if they didn't get him. You and I talked about huh. the Ravens drafting Patrick Queen. And I was looking at the at, you know who got drafted, and I said, man, if we didn't draft Queen there, there was a good chance he might have fallen to the top of the second round. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and that's really the thing, too. Like you said, it's not that you know everybody thinks Jordan Brooks is terrible, but why didn't you take Patrick Queen if that's the route you were going? It, they, it's just because they, they see people differently. No, I, I can understand that. If they just say, if, if they think Jordan Brooks is going to be better, right? That's their evaluation. That's fine. But you don't need mm-hmm. to take Jordan Brooks there. I mean, you did, you, you did it with Russell Wilson. You, you thought Russell Wilson was going to be a good quarterback. You identified that, but you knew he was going to be there in the later rounds and you waited. Why didn't you do that with Jordan Brooks? Yeah, no, no, no. I, I get that. I'm just saying that they are literally the only ones who think Jordan Brooks is better than Patrick Queen. That's what I mean when I say they, they see players differently than, than everybody else. Like, they're yeah. the only ones. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, that's fine. Uh, it probably won't work out for them, but they'll still win because Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's amazing. And they didn't get him any protection again. But, again, it's working so well. Why would you? Well, did they draft, did they draft any O-linemen in the later rounds? I, off the top of my head, I don't know. I don't think so. I didn't see them drafting any old linemen. They refuse to get this man help. Again, they it's refuse. working. So <laughs> don't mess with it. <laughs> he he's at his best when he has to run around and and just make something happen. Okay, we're on the clock. We really need to give give this man some blind side protection. Let's go running back. Back Yeah, they drafted back. another running back this year. Who did they get? Uh DJ Davis out of Miami. What round? That was in the – I mean, it was later. It was in the fourth round. Why? Why? They, did take a, they did take a lineman. They took a guard, Damian Lewis, round three. Oh, I like Damian Lewis. So That's a good pick. That's I a mean, good I pick. guess you know, they're going to convert him to D-tackle or something because he ain't there to block for Russell. Why not? He's a good player. No, I'm just saying. You know, that, that's what they – you remember when oh. they had uh, – Cable, you know, they, they were converting the lineman to the offensive side. So, oh, that's I mean, right. They, they don't yeah. like they don't like protecting Russ. <laughs> they just don't they don't they don't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Mm. Other than that, there's no real other surprises. You know, Kansas City goes Clyde Edwards Hilaire. That wasn't surprising. I mean, I, I thought they could probably probably go uh DeAndre Swift, but Clyde Edwards Hilaire is gonna be just as big of a playmaker for him. Mm-hmm. I think the, the I mean, a, a slight surprise, and this I can attribute partially to Carolina too, San Francisco traded down from 13 to 14, and Tampa moved up and got Tristan Wirfs, which was probably one of my, one of my favorite picks of the, of the first round. Yeah, yeah, him dropping that far is a little surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, but them picking him up isn't surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, look, you got Tom. Tom can't move. Tom's not going to move. Don't ask Tom to move. Right. So you got to, you build the wall around him. Yeah. No, it's smart. That's how you build around your team. You know, when you, when you have a quarterback that you identify is going to be the guy, you have to build around, around that guy. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of San Francisco, also they, you know, Joe Staley's retiring. He announced that today. 
Mm-hmm. And so they went ahead and got his replacement in Trent Williams. Yeah. So they traded for Trent Williams. They gave up a fifth round pick in, uh, in this year's draft and also a third round pick in next year's draft. Right. So good move. Yeah. Good move. I think uh, I that mean, works out for both teams. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it works out for Washington in that it's finally over. Uh, I don't think they didn't get what they wanted out of that, but. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they got something. So, I mean, yeah. I, I would count that as a win because the way it was looking, they were just going to have to let him go and get nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So to get a third round in, in next year's draft, I think that's significant. And even a fifth round in this year's draft. Yeah. But all right. So you want to get into our teams? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's pretty much the, the you know, most of the, the big things that happened in the first round. The rest of it went pretty much as expected. Yeah. So we can go over real quick, just go over the, the Panthers and the Ravens draft. I guess we'll, we'll go ahead and start off with Carolina. Pick seven, round one, they took Derek Brown out of Auburn. Second round, Yeter Gross Matos. Third round, corner Troy Pride Jr. out of Notre Dame. Well, fourth round, right? Oh, fourth yeah. round. Fourth, fourth round. Yeah, they, they, well, yeah we, have, we, we, don't, we don't have their uh, third round or their other second round pick listed here, but that was Jeremy Chin. They traded up to, to oh, that's get right. Jeremy Chin. Yeah. Kenny Robinson, the safety out of West Virginia in the fifth. Bravian Roy, D-tackle out of Baylor in round six. Yeah. And then Stanley Thomas Oliver, the corner from Florida International to close it out in the seventh round. Yeah. So really, I think Derek Brown's going to be a good player. I love the Gross Matos pick. I thought that was a great pick at the, at the top of round two. My problem with this draft, you know, as we talked about before, is Jeremy Chin, and it's nothing against Jeremy Chin, right? But you traded up, you know, to get a safety at the very end of the second round. You're a team who cannot afford to trade picks. You can't be trading up. You don't have enough picks as is. You have holes all over the team. And again, it's not even specific to this draft, but it's a it's a philosophy that they've had. And it's not even just Marty Herney. You know, Dave Gettleman did it too where Carolina never has enough picks. They right. always trade picks away. Yeah. And because of that, they never have a full roster. They never have any depth. And I think that's the number one reason why they are so inconsistent year to year. Yeah. My issue wasn't necessarily that trade up for Jeremy Chin. It was not trading back and picking up Derek Brown or Javon Kinlaw. Like, why did you take Derek Brown there? Especially over Isaiah Simmons. If you're going to stay there, you draft Isaiah Simmons. Right. You know, especially when you traded up for Jeremy Chin, and your stated reasons were he's a great athlete and he he can play multiple positions. That is Isaiah Simmons, but Isaiah Simmons is better at everything than Jeremy Chin is. So just take Isaiah Simmons, and then come third round, you don't have to trade up. Justin Matabuke, Neville Gallimore, Devon Hamilton. You know, they they were all there. There was another couple D tackles that you could have picked from. Yeah, that that's the issue I had. Now, in all these drafts, you know, it's hard to hit on multiple picks, right? It, it's hard to hit hit on 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 a bunch of picks. But there's an opportunity there to get more than what you got. So, I think Derek Brown is is going to be good for you guys. I think Yeda Gross Matos will work out, and I think Jeremy Chin will work out. Those are three good players. It could have been five that you got out of yeah. there, right? That, that, that's, that's the issue I looked at because Derek Brown, I think, was going to fall. If he didn't fall, you know, Kinlaw would have been there. If Kinlaw wasn't there, 
there's other guys you could have gotten later on, you know, right. uh, Blacklock, you know, uh, Matabuke, who the Ravens got, you know, there, there are other guys that would have been there in the second round. You know, you didn't have to reach for a D tackle day. And I don't think you really had a need for a D tackle anyway. So, so trade back and get him, pick up some extra picks, get your guy. And then, you know, you have some more guys to pick up in the second or third rounds. Mm-hmm. Well, then the other thing for me, I, I, I'm not a fan of, of the, the Derek Brown pick at all, really. You know, the way that the draft unfolded initially, you know, before the combine, I said, go ahead and take Derek Brown, take an edge in the second round and, you know, rebuild that front seven. But that was with the understanding that you're going to bring back him. You're going to fix the O-line in free agency. James Bradbury is going to get re-signed. Trey Boston's getting re-signed. Eric Reed's staying. So, you know, you keep the secondary intact and just let the over 30 free agents go in the front seven. None yeah. of that happened. No. And didn't. so, yeah, and then Derek Brown goes to the combine, did not test well athletically. And, you know, he's primarily a run stopper at this point. You know, they, they have hopes that he can develop his pass rushing more. Yeah. But I just think it's not a good pick in the top 10 for a player like that, especially when you have Isaiah Simmons sitting there. I mean, the, but the player I would have preferred was Tristan Wirfs. I'd like for them to, at some point, commit to actually protecting your quarterback. And they just refuse to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a quick review of the Panthers. We'll go over the Ravens pick picks real quick, and then I'll give you my thoughts on that. So starting the first round pick, number 28, we got Patrick Queen out of LSU. Second round, we go J.K. Dobbins running back from Ohio State. Third round, Justin Matabuke, D-tackle from Texas A&M. And then we traded our second second round pick. We traded out of, out of the second round with the Patriots, and we picked up two more third round picks. So we ended up with three third round picks, and well, four total. Well, four, yeah, yeah, four total, four third, four third round picks. Excuse me, and we end up with Matabuke in the third, Duvernay with our second third, Devin Duvernay, wide receiver from Texas, Malik Harrison, linebacker from Ohio State. And then Tyree Phillips, tackle, but he's going to convert to guard uh, from Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. Then in the fourth round, we go Ben Bredesen, guard from Michigan. Broderick Washington, Jr., D-tackle from Texas Tech. Round six, James Proche, wide mm-hmm. receiver from SMU. And then round seven, Geno Stone, safety from Iowa. So we got a lot of picks. That's 10 picks, 10 draft picks, you know, uh, I will say this. We got some good players, but I don't necessarily I don't like how the draft, you know, kind of kind of shook out, right? I'm not a fan of getting a linebacker in the first round. You know, Patrick Queen, I think is going to be good for us. I think he's going to play well. He might even be great. But we have a superstar quarterback and we need to give him some weapons. We need to give him some weapons and we need to give him some protection. He's coming off an MVP season, and he did that with two rookie wide receivers that didn't perform all that all that well. I think Hollywood Brown did well for his situation, you know, rookie wide receiver and playing hurt for the whole for the whole year. Yeah. So I think he played well considering. So I think he's going to be fine. Miles Boykin, he didn't do a whole lot. Now I I still like Miles Boykin. I know they like Miles Boykin. So. 
they think he's going to take the next step, but it's not a short thing. And right now, the only real veteran we have on the team is Willie Sneed, right? He's a third wide receiver. He's not a, a number one guy, you know. So mm-hmm. there's holes on the wide receiver core. There's, you know, and even outside of those three, there's, there's not really much on the roster. And we didn't, we didn't sign anybody. We didn't trade for anybody. So I thought they were going to go wide receiver in the first round. T. Higgins was there when they picked Queen. They were considering taking T. Higgins. They had a higher grade on Queen. But that's where my problem lies. You have to go offense. I don't care if, if, if you have a higher grade. And I think it's a slightly higher grade. I don't think it's, it's that much of a higher grade because then there wouldn't, there wouldn't be any question. You're just, you're just taking the, better, you know, the, the, the much better player. But I think it was close, and they decided to go defense because that's what they usually do. But at some point, you got to commit to the offense. And if you don't go, and if you don't go wide receiver, I, I would like to trade up to go Cesar Ruiz, who went to the right. Saints. You know, I would mm-hmm. have liked them like them to do that. We didn't go wide receiver in the second round. You know, by the time we picked, that was about twelve wide receivers off the board at that point. Yeah, I believe so. You know, so at that point, you're already getting the, the you know, not, necess- not, not necessarily the 12th best, but, you know. A the, lot of your options are gone. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A lot. Of, yeah. A lot of receivers are off the board. T. Higgins immediately went off the board in round two. You know, Michael Pittman immediately went off the board in round two. You know, those are guys that, you know, some fans out there thought we can get in the second round, which I knew that wasn't going to happen. So your options are getting thin. We don't we don't go wide receiver. We go running back, and at that point, you know, I figured don't even waste your time getting any of these other wide receivers. But we end up getting Devin Duvernay. I hope it works out, you know. But he was what the 16th or 17th wide receiver picked at that point. Right. Yeah, I I don't know. You know, I, I I'm not expecting a lot. Let me put it that way. Good no, players. It's funny because they uh they were all thrilled about getting Devin Duvernay. Uh, Duvernay. You know, the team was, you know, they said that yeah. was their guy. You know, they, that's who they were targeting. And I'm sitting there and this is not to say that he he's going to be bad or anything, but I'm like, what makes you think that you have good judgment at wide receiver? You know, what makes you think the guy that you like is going to be the guy who, who works out? Like Baltimore has not had the best of luck drafting wide receivers. No, no. And my thing is when you're not good at, at doing something, you know, I, I don't think that you should avoid doing it. I think you need to spend higher draft picks on getting those, those positions. If you're not good, you, the problem is you're not good at developing, mm-hmm. right? You're not good at developing because we've had good wide receivers here. They just come from different teams and they perform well here. So the problem is developing wide receivers. And a lot of that has to do with just our coaching, the way we, we run our offense. We don't have a coaching staff to really develop wide receivers to be those dynamic wide receivers because that's not the offense that we run. But you draft higher, you get guys that are more naturally talented, a little bit more polished. Mm -hmm. They're going to be more effective for us. So I'm hoping things change under Eric DaCosta. You know, I think it was a good start with Hollywood Brown and Miles Boykin. I still like Miles Boykin. But Hollywood Brown showed that he can be a true number one and a weapon for Lamar. Mm-hmm. But you can't stop there. You got to add more. Because right now, the only real weapons I see are Hollywood and Andrews, Mark Andrews. You yeah. know, Ingram right. is good. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's not like he's, he's a bummer or anything like that. But what makes Ingram 
plays so well, looks so well, is Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. So outside of Lamar, other guys that you have to account for, I think you're really just looking at Hollywood Brown, and I'm, I'm kind of projecting that because right, you know, last year that wasn't the case. But I think you, you know, I'm, I'm projecting for next year he'll take that step, and that'll be somebody you have to look out for. Right. But that's not enough. That's not enough. These top teams. I mean, look what Dallas did. They already yeah. had two really good wide receivers. They got Ezekiel Elliott, and they drafted C.D. Lamb. Right. Kansas City has all the fast receivers. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. They drafted Miko Harbin. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they signed just, Demarcus Robinson. They got yeah. Travis Kelsey. They got Travis Kelsey. And then that's, they went running back in the first. That's weapons. That's weapons. Yeah. That's what we need to start doing in Baltimore. We focus too much on defense because that's what we're used to seeing. We yeah, got to change our mentality. Mm-hmm. No, go yeah, ahead. That, that, that's what I, I was going to say. I think, it, it, again, it's an ideological problem where it, it was a great draft. They got all, all really good players, right? But you prioritize defense. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to change with DaCosta. I mean, he came up in Baltimore under Ozzy. Like, that's, I mean, that, that's how he is. And, I mean, even if you look back, the last time you had a great wide receiver class in uh, 2014 with Odell and, and Watkins, Evans, and all those guys, they passed on receiver in the first round for C.J. For Mosley. Yeah, and then, then they didn't resign him. Five years later, they didn't resign him, right? Yeah. And so now you're looking at it again. But even beyond that, in that draft, because, okay, C.J. Mosley turned out to be a, a great player, right? Yeah. So you can say, hey, you know, and and it was really only Brandon Cooks left at that point in the first round that they passed on. Right. In the second round of that draft, they went Timmy Jernigan and they passed on Devontae Adams and Allen Robinson. Exactly. It's, it's just a exactly. mindset. Yeah. It's a mindset. And the other part of it, too, is, you know, I'm, I'm a Panthers fan, and it reminds me of 2015 in Carolina when you had a young franchise quarterback in, in camp who tore up the league. You know, he, he had 35 passing touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns, threw for over 4,000 yards, one MVP, you go 15 and one, you go to the Super Bowl. And it was with Ted Ginn and Jericho Cotchery and a rookie, Devin Funches, just a, a serviceable O-line and a serviceable run game. And the team looked at that and they went into next year's draft and they went Vernon Butler, D tackle in round one, James Bradbury, corner, round two, Errol Worley, corner, round three, Zach Sanchez, corner, round five, and then the only pick on offense, round seven, Bo Sandland, who I, if I recall, <laughs> didn't even make the team. So they said, hey, you know, we have this otherworldly talent at quarterback. He, he you know, he dragged this, this roster to the Super Bowl. We're all good but you're not all good because you can't expect your quarterback to continue to play to that level. You know, Lamar Jackson just had one of the greatest seasons in the history of football. He ran for 1200 yards. He threw 36 touchdowns to six interceptions with, you know, not, I mean, I'm not, not, not saying they're all they're, they're scrubs or anything, but not a ton of help on offense. No, you know, the, the O-line was good, but the top three receivers, Snead, uh, Hollywood and, and Boykin combined, had 1,100 yards. Yeah. You can't expect him to carry that again. No, you can't. And even if you still want to be a run-heavy team, you have to make defenses honest, right? You got to do something to Mm -hmm. keep them from stacking the box because all they're going to do, as it looks right now, it's still early, right? We're going to get to that in a second. I'm not panicking yet. This is why I I don't hate the draft. I'm just kind of 
Yeah, it sounds like I hate the draft. I don't hate the draft. I'm kind of just even keel right now. But as it stands right now, you look at your wide receiver core, you're not doing anything to make defenses play off of you. In fact, based off of last year, I would expect them to play to stack the box even more mm-hmm. to stop what you're doing, right? Because Hollywood Brown, he's shown some potential, and I think he's going to be better next year. But he only had 500 yards. He hasn't really shown that he's going to he's going to really hurt you if you if you have him in single coverage. I think he will, but as it stands right now, since you're a run heavy team and you know you know you want to run the ball a lot, defenses are still going to stack the box. Miles Boykin hasn't shown you really anything yet. Right. Yeah. So you don't have guys that defenses respect yet to make them have to play back. So that's why I thought it was important to get another really good wide receiver. I, now, like J.K. Dobbins, you know, don't get me wrong. And I, and I also feel like if you are going to be a run heavy team, you need to have two starting quality running backs. So they did do that. So that's mm-hmm. good. But Yonder retired. You know, I was concerned about about getting some O-line help. Now, they did get O-line help, uh, and I actually like those guys. I, I'm not really critical of that. I really wanted, wanted them to get Cesar Ruiz in the first round, but Bredesen, I think, is going to work out. The other guy, I'm going to be honest, uh, Phillips, I, I didn't know much about him, but that is one thing that the Ravens do well. They, you know, they get these, these O-linemen, these interior linemen in the, you know, the mid-round, and mm-hmm. they work out. I mean, that's where Yonder came from. So... They got two O linemen. I think, I, I think they know what they're doing there. They got Ben Ben Powers last year, so I feel a little bit more comfortable with, with what they're doing the O line. But yeah, that to me, that was one of the main things I want wanted them to do was show up the the interior line to keep Lamar protected and then get him some weapons. That's that's the number one thing. Focus on the offense. You've done enough on the defense. You've done enough on the defense. Getting Malik Harrison, man. <sighs> I like Malik Harrison, but again, why did you need to go another linebacker? Right. I don't think he's going to beat out LJ Ford, not right away. And again, again, I don't hate any of these guys. I think Queen, Malik, J.K. Dobbins, you know, I think they're going to be really good. I think Malik Harrison is going to be a really good linebacker in the league. But starting out, I think he's going to be a rotational player, you know, because LJ Ford is a good linebacker and he's a disciplined linebacker. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to they're not going to put Harrison in over him when Harrison doesn't have the experience. Right. So defensively, yeah, we're going to be up there again. We are already a top five defense. But if the offense takes a step back, that's the that's the thing. If the offense takes a slight step back, we're going to be in trouble. Yeah, we're going to be in trouble. Lamar has to play at a at a MVP level for things to look great. But mm-hmm. You know, you mentioned it earlier when we were discussing it offline. If he has a, a minor step back, if he looks like he's good, but he doesn't look like an MVP. If he throws for 28 touchdowns and, say, eight interceptions, right, that's still good for him. But how's our offense looking then? Right. As a whole, not looking great. Yeah. And you, you, you shouldn't be expecting a repeat of last season, period. I mean, even if they went out and got wide receivers, you're not throwing – 36 touchdowns, six interceptions, and, and running for 1,200 yards again. It's just, I mean, it's just not going to happen. The, the numbers are going to come down. Yeah. And the way you combat that is by having talent on the yeah. team. So you don't have to play. So you don't have to be perfect. Right, exactly. So we haven't done that. But I mentioned earlier, 
It's early in the offseason. I still feel like they're going to make some other moves. I don't know what moves. I, I feel like there's going to be a trade at some point. I think A.B., you know, Antonio Brown is still in play. They asked Eric DaCosta about him a few weeks ago, and he didn't really want to comment on, uh, on Antonio Brown. To me, that tells me they are definitely looking at Antonio Brown. They're kicking the tires on him. They just don't mm-hmm. want to come out and say it. Right. So, you know, reports came out before the draft that they were also looking to trade for, for DeAndre Hopkins. You know, that mm-hmm. one hurt me. That's my favorite wide receiver in the league right now. <laughs> that one hurt. I, I really wanted that to happen. Yeah. But, but that tells me that they are looking for another wide receiver, right? Yeah. So them not getting T. Higgins or trading up for Lamb, you know, that hurt. But I still think there's another move out there that they're trying to make. So they weren't really too worried about it in the draft. Yeah, if, the, if the plan was get DuVernay and get a veteran wide receiver to start, that's a good plan. Yeah. You just have to make sure you get the veteran. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, yeah, so let me say this. Uh, you know, Chris know, Samuel is is available. You know, rumor has it. Yeah, uh, Curtis Samuel. That mm-hmm. that'd be a great pickup for Baltimore. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Marquise Goodwin's gone now. I mean, that would have been a decent addition there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I don't know who else is going to be available right now. I mean, you can call Cincinnati about AJ Green. I don't think they're going to trade him in division if they're even willing to trade him. Outside yeah. of that, I I don't know. But you, I mean, you got Odell, but same thing. Call. Yeah, uh, you know, there's rumors that Cleveland might be trying to trade Odell Beckham. But again, I doubt they'll trade him to to the Ravens, you know. Yeah. But yeah, he's, you know, they'll have to make some calls and, and see what happens. And, you know, even with A.B., I think A.B. stays ready. He's one of those wide receivers. He'll come in and he'll play at a high level. But he's probably going to miss some games starting out. He'll be suspended probably, you know, two to four games, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's still worth it to get to, to get him, but... That's not a short thing. Right. Let me say this. You know, overall, I think they had a good draft. I think they got some good players. Anytime you get some good players in a draft, it's a good draft. So I'm not going to call it a bad draft, but it's not a draft that I'm excited about, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, look, I, I'm, I wouldn't be excited about my team doubling down on running and stopping the run in 2020. Yeah, it's, it's a passing league. So Yeah going and getting J.K. Dobbins and saying, hey, we were the best rushing team of all time last year. Let's run some more. That's not, that's not what I would want to see as a fan, especially when your, your offense has been shut down two years in a row in the playoffs. Well, you know, they didn't just draft to stop the run. I mean, Patrick Queen is a really good coverage linebacker. Well, right? yeah, but their, their whole offseason has been about upgrading the front seven. Yeah. And it's not and because did. of the pass defense. True. I'll tell you that. True, true, true. So, yeah, overall, the defense is good. I think, I think it's going to be improved, you know, much improved. I mean, you can't, you can't improve that much from top five. Right. Right. I, I, you know, but they are going to be improved. But even if they're the number one defense by far, if, if the offense takes a step back, we're not going anywhere. You know, we'll be good. No. But we're not getting past Kansas City, I can tell you that right now. Yeah, you, you have to be able to score. I mean, the, the 49ers had a great defense. They bottled up Kansas City for, for a good while. Yeah, all the way Bowl. into the fourth quarter. All the way into and the fourth then, quarter. And then Mahomes put three touchdowns on him in, in one quarter. Put it, it on him. Yeah. Yeah, he had a bad game for most of the game, and it didn't matter. Tyreek got busy. Sammy Watkins got busy. And that was it. They couldn't, they couldn't do anything about that. 
They can't do and anything Baltimore about just doesn't have the kind of talent to be able to do that. They get behind and it, that's it. Yeah. So, look, I I trust Eric DaCosta. I think he's a really good GM. I think he's done a lot of good things so far. I'm not going to panic yet. The The season's not going to start on time. They have plenty of time to to make some moves. So we got to wait and see. I'm not I'm not down on the draft. I'm just not uber high on the draft like some people. And, you know, getting Matabuke was a good move. I think Claire's Campbell is good in the short term, but he's mm-hmm. an older player. And I think we got him for like, what, two years? I uh, wanted to say it was three, but maybe it was two. Yeah, I don't think it was that long. Yeah, two or three years. So he won't be around for long. Derek Wolf is just a one-year deal. And, mm-hmm. and Brandon Williams' deal is up after this year. And they're all over 30 anyway. Yeah, so they're older players. So they've quietly accumulated some young talent on the D-line. You know, you already you, we got Dalen Mack last year. You know, Justin Ellis we brought on the team. And now, you know, we got Matabuke. So those are some young guys. If they, if they, if they show some promise, could take over. That way we don't have to spend a high pick on somebody next year. But yeah, so I think that's it. Yeah, uh, like, like I said, we'll, we'll have an article up probably Monday morning, you know, with our final grades and, and, and just a little more detail on, on the players. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at LBHT Show. If you have any, any comments, you can reach us at lbhtshow at gmail.com. Yeah, definitely uh, send us some comments. Send us your thoughts. If there's something that you want us to cover, email us. We'll cover it on the show. All right. Or you can tweet yeah. at us. We're constantly on Twitter. So, And otherwise, you know, uh, like I said, Monday morning, hit up lbhottape.com and check out the articles. All right. That is it for episode eight. We will see you in episode nine.